RPG fans, welcome to episode 22 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by Father Nintendo himself, Geo. <laughs> what is going on? It's been way too long. It has been way too long. Has it just been two weeks? Because it feels like a lot longer than that. It does feel like longer, but yeah, just, just a couple weeks. And we, we powered through it. We made it. But we're back. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, first of all, we appreciate it. But we want to let you know that this is the official podcast from the website SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. This week, we have got an amazing show for you. A really, really good show. We are talking about Final Fantasy. Don't never heard of it. RPG Easter eggs, and we're making a movie. Mm-hmm. Let's get the show we're started. A movie. Beautiful. Let's get right into the news, Geo, because we have got the most news stories we've ever covered on this show. So our news, yeah, our news been... segment is usually the longest. So we better just get going. <laughs> Power through it. All right. First up, Geo's favorite subject in the entire world. The greatest game Square Enix has ever created, Octopath Traveler. Yeah, for for the Switch. I guess you could say it's the greatest game. (laughs) All right. uh, From Go Nintendo, they put an article up that details the results of the Octopath Traveler fan survey that they put out. What I believe it was over 3,500 people wrote in, which if you think about all of the sales and the players of the game, 3,500 isn't that big of a number, but you know, <laughs> not at it's all. A, it's a sampling. It's a sampling. Right. I yeah, did, most people I did just not delete the email anyways. In this fan survey. Um, you you know, they didn't want your opinion on, no. on the matter? No. No, that's too bad. No. Uh, so maybe next time. Most uh, it says that the playtime for these players ranged between thirty and a hundred hours. So people who got their feet wet, mm-hmm. and uh, some interesting results here. Just go through some of the highlights. Uh, their favorite aspects of the game included that Japanese players liked the HD two D pixel graphics. Overseas players, which I'm assuming that meant western players or anyone outside of japan yeah yeah uh they liked the break and command boost battle systems Mm -hmm. both regions liked having the eight main characters uh speaking of the characters uh ranking in number one for the character that you start with your main character uh cyrus was first did that surprise you it kind of did. I mean, I think maybe just people didn't didn't know like what stories were going to be good, so no one had really any any idea except for maybe was Cyrus the first one in the demo? 
Uh, or is that Therion? I'm trying to remember now. The first one in the demo? You mean the, from the first demo? The, the original the demo. The original yes, demo was Ulbrich. Yes. Ulbrich, okay. Yeah, it was Ulbrich and Primrose. I'm, I'm almost positive. Okay. Then I'm not surprised because I would say more more often people that's played the demo aren't going to choose those characters. They maybe want something new, different. So Cyrus being there, yeah, I could see someone, like I said, someone other than Primrose and um, and Ulbrich. Right, because that was the first, We you already, you already experienced them. But right. they did have that second demo, which allowed you to overwrite those characters so they, you could get you could get a feel yeah. for everybody um yeah so i don't know i i didn't play cyrus too much so therion was second uh Ulbrich and alfin took the bottom two places uh, yeah so and i think i think I, you're i think you're onto something with Ulbrich probably sort of getting getting ignored because most people had already experienced his right first part of his story uh, Tressa ranked high, and then Hana and Primrose kind of varied. Um, and then my main character, uh, Ophelia, wasn't there at all. So I don't, I don't know where she ranked, but yeah, I don't see her. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere to be found. Uh, people's favorite main character, not necessarily uh, the one that they began with, but their just favorite character overall. Cyrus took. Uh, the top spots for both regions. And then Tressa, Therion, and Primrose also ranked highly. Um, it says Alfin was on there, but I think he must have been maybe... A mistake? Oh, man. <laughs> I think he must have been ranking near the bottom. Um, okay. And then uh, Hanat was also near the bottom. I think that hmm. had to do with the the language, man. I couldn't get through it. You think so? The old, the old English. I could not get through yeah. the old English. Uh, you see, you see, for for me, just the stories in general were just kind of, I don't generic. I guess is a uh, not all of them, but most of them were kind of generic for me, which is kind of why I fell out of love with the game, really. But speaking of stories, when it came to favorite main story, Ulbrich was first in Japan. And Primrose was second Japan and top spot outside of Japan. I, I totally agree with that. Um, maybe not so much Ulbrich, but Primrose. She probably has one of the 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 better stories. You know, she's got the most conflict. She's got the most to lose. Uh, you know, I, I feel like she had the better story. The maturest, too, I think. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't necessarily. It wasn't necessarily because it was mature. It was just a. A better story, sure. you know. Uh, it just, you know, the others were just kind of generic, happy-go-lucky, weird, uh, you know, just bad stories in general, in my opinion, anyways. But what do I know? Uh, favorite events. Um, let's see, events in Ulbrich's story relating to Eredart were highly praised in Japan. The finale in Primrose's story ranked highly in both regions. Alfin's Chapter 3 boss was top spot in Japan. Um, and then Simeon was voted for many times as well. I'm trying to keep those vague so it's not, not actual spoilers for people. Um, favorite secondary jobs... 
Um, Cyrus using the all gear hidden job, Tressa as a rune lord, Alfin as a warrior, and Ulbrich as a warlord were highly rated. Yeah, I didn't even get to a lot of those those jobs, so I, I can't even comment on on some of them. Favorite path action, Therian still was most popular and most used path mm. action alongside Cyrus's scrutinize. Yeah, yeah I've those, heard so many people talking about steel. Steel, I steal, I stole everything. Mm-hmm. Stole from old people, young kids. Bad, bad, bad person. And then favorite music, uh, Decisive Battle 2, the Octopath Traveler main theme, and Battle 1 were popular in both regions. And then other tracks that rated highly were Battle at Journey's End and Primrose's theme. And I, I have to agree on Primrose's theme. Love that. And the, yeah, and the main, the I main feel, theme as well. Yeah, I feel like you could have put any track there. And, and it was, I mean, the music is is top notch it was it was a highlight for the game definitely yeah it definitely was the highlight for sure um and then it looks like they have some requests uh for the developer uh they'd like to see a sequel or possibly some dlc which they've already said they're not doing more on that in a second Mm. um one one here says i just want octopath traveler 2 as soon as possible after playing 100 hours i've run out of things to do but i still have an itch to play more get another game uh i really (laughs) our audio (laughs) listeners didn't get to see gia's face there that's a shame um i really like the look of battle jobs uh so i'd like the characters field appearance to reflect that as well which we've kind of said that in the um as well we'd like the kind of different costumes kind of a more varied uh varied look i Um, love costumes in games yeah so that was uh that was one of the uh, requests here, and also I'd like a party chat replay feature. Um, I don't see the mm, a lot of need for that, but that was uh that was a request because the even the the interaction between the characters was so minimal and kind of forced almost. I don't know, but that was some of those were some of the requests. Well, speaking of Octopath sequels or possible DLC, let's jump over to Nintendo Life. And they uh, put up an article that details that Octopath Traveler, it doesn't look like it's receiving DLC at all, which is actually something that we kind of knew. The developers were very transparent about that very early on. Mm -hmm. They created this game to be complete from the beginning. And uh, so they actually have a quote in the article here uh, regarding paid DLCs. We had decided from the beginning not to create them. So there are no plans right now. Yes, they do include the right now. So I guess that leaves the, the, the possibility they could change their mind. They see how well it's selling and they want to make more money. There's that possibility, but at least mm-hmm. it doesn't look like that's the case. I think it would be, uh, the smarter thing would be work on the sequel, which is the other part of this article. Uh, it has another quote says, and this is coming from uh, Tomoya Asano. And, oh, no, I'm sorry. Let's see. Previous reply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it says, as far as a sequel, we still cannot say anything concrete yet but we've just started talks on how it ought to be. So, I mean, I think it is definitely going to happen. It is a I mean, such a for sure thing. After right, the it success. sold so well. 
right? Yeah, it sold so well. It would make it would make sense, right? Um, I do wish they would change some things. Uh, maybe have well, like we've always discussed some sort of main plot line, main story, and just stick with that and have the the characters kind of find their way into that. You know that streamlined story. It just was too it was too scattered for my liking. But obviously, that was just me. It did very very well. So I mean, who am I to say, right? Uh, yeah, and I think. I no look nobody's breaking any news here like it's going to happen it's just a matter of mm-hmm. when it's a matter of what they want to do at what they're allowed to do what they're going to change so I think going back to what I, I'd started to say I think it would be wiser for them to skip out on DLC you, yeah. it was never part of the plan I think it was never part of the plan because they they did not know what they had on their hands necessarily and so just go ahead don't don't waste any development time on it like you put out a very solid game that a lot of people love and now move into the iteration stage and put out the sequel so that's what that's not even i mean what else could you possibly add that you couldn't make into another game you know um i just don't see the need to add more costumes and dungeons um, and things like that, you know, dungeons when you could just bring that to a new, a new game. Yeah. Yeah. D- don't waste so. the development time or assets or anything or not, not assets, but waste, you know, yeah. the, the creation time and the sure. manpower, right? Just go ahead and get that Octopath Traveler two title in the works. Come on, please. Yeah. There was also sort of sneaky little thing in this article from Nintendo life where they mentioned bravely default. We've mentioned Bravely Default recently on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Said that the series wasn't done. So once again, things we know. It said that the series would definitely make a return. Interesting line. It says the primary goal is not to rush out a game every year. Instead, take time to make a title with the same volume as existing releases. Such a good thing to hear in sort of a time when it seems like so many people want to annualize series or right. get into that, that cycle of every two years. And so uh, quality tends to go yeah, down can, a little bit. It definitely does. It degrades It degrades what you've, you're putting out. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you can you kind of see it with, say, you know, Call of Duty. It's just like an annual thing. And, you know, you have your, your Maddens and everything. It's just Assassin's like, Creed dealt with just, that, that yeah, fatigue. Right. It's just. It's just kind of stagnant, and then right, and then it's that fatigue. People just they're they're tired of it, you know. And you can only, I don't, you don't see the improvement at all, much at all either between between games. So yeah, I, I would, and and I think in an RPG, it's always it's always different because they have to develop, they should develop a better story. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of parts in there that that take a lot of time and it's a little more delicate than say Assassin's Creed or some other annualized game or serialized game. So yeah, take your time with it for sure. All right. Uh, We will revisit Square Enix here in a few minutes, but let's jump over to Game Freak, the makers of everybody's favorite RPG. Pokemon. Well, not yours. I am a diehard Pokemon fan who knows <laughs> I'm a wealth of knowledge. Basically, I wrote the Wikipedia <clears throat> entry for Whoa. it. So the, the Pokepedia oh, okay. 
I've got that. That's trademarked. Pokopedia. It's yeah, but it's. I think it's Bulbpedia. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> Is that really a thing? Well, just. I think so. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> from lootpots.com. Great site name, lootpots.com. Yeah. Uh, they're letting us know that uh, Game Freak is hiring long-term positions that uh, since this is September and Let's Go Pokemons are uh, releasing in November, it's not very mm-hmm. likely that these two positions are for the Let's Go Pokemon. So it is likely that this is for the core Pokemon game that's slated to release uh, next year, later half of next year. Right, and I hope they, I hope they stick with that, that timeline. And other than Dark Souls, right, getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, there haven't been too many first. I consider this kind of a first party game, um, first party games that have been delayed that I can think of. Um, so they're saying late twenty nineteen. I'm gonna have to, you know, agree with that. Um, do you think? Because, with, do you think because Pokemon isn't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, like pushing hard, like pushing hardware as far as specs go, right? It's not. It's never been a powerhouse. So like, they could they could put this together in a year and a half. Maybe they already have sort of a team, and now they're just adding on extra to that. They're not necessarily like hiring the core team. Hopefully, at this juncture, right? But this isn't Final but, Fantasy but VII. No, but at this point we don't we don't even really know what it's going to look like because they've it's been on a handheld system for so long so they're going to have to upscale and and kind of use that graphic graphical power that they have now in the Switch. They're going to have to do something. They can't just put out these handheld quality games they have to do something and you can kind of see the difference the major difference in pokemon let's go so who's to say that they just can't they just build on that kind of framework or engine that they have going there uh so they detail the some of the descriptions that were posted in the actual job the job listing there there were two specific ones that the cover both of them are long-term jobs. They're not contracting jobs. So that does sort of, right. uh, you know, make it seem more like the core Pokemon game, not, you know, not something coming soon. The planner mm-hmm. position, uh, one of the descriptions for it was um, that it needs to have experience creating highly strategic game systems as well as planning and creating specifications for new RPG development project. And then the motion designer role covers animation work for movement, facial expressions, secondary motions. So, I mean, it sounds very general, but maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe like the, the, the facial expressions things, maybe we are getting a very, like a more detailed Pokemon, you know? It sounds like it because, I mean, there weren't many cutscenes in the other handheld games. I mean, there are some, but you know, maybe these are kind of fully voiced and there's a little bit more behind this one, which is really good. And also with this and who knows like how, you know, much of an impact these positions will necessarily have, 
mm-hmm. I know that there was some concern over what the, was it the the way that you capture Pokemon and and, and let's go because uh, they've kind of right. done away with battling as much and it's more Pokemon Go ish, right? Which is yeah, you know, tossing the ball or whatever. But with this planner, uh, want, they want experience in highly strategic game systems. That that seems like a good thing, right? Like maybe a a. I think they, they're going. They're going back, back to, to actual yeah. RPG sort of elements. Yeah, and mechanics. Sure. I think that's good. You know, because I I've got a lot riding on this Pokemon series. I do. You know. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon. We got ourselves a new look switch. If you are excited about Pokemon and you love those Pokemon colors and all those little characters and everything, but and you want your Switch and your Joy-Cons to reflect how much you love that stuff, then we do have a Pokemon Nintendo Switch announced uh, in the style of Let's Go uh, Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, I, I think it looks really, really cool. The um, the the dock has Pikachu on one side, Eevee on the other, and then the Joy Cons are the colors of of those Pokemon. Yeah, corresponding on each on each side. Um, and and I think this is what's going to really sell systems. You know, you're putting out these these new bundles. Whether it has, I don't think it's going to have a physical copy. I think it's going to have like either like a a code or maybe pre-installed. I know that it's when pre-installed I had, on this one, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know that when I bought the Mario Odyssey one for my son, it came with a code. Um, but these, this is what's going to push system sta- system sales. You know, there have been rumors of a Smash bundle. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Metroid bundle or a controller, which I would buy in a second if there was a Metroid controller. Um, but yeah, this it's this, it's perfect. There's, a lot of people are going to go for this, for sure. There, There's going to be so much Pokemon stuff eventually. I mean, this is... They've got, they've got the Pokeball thing. They've got this now, you know, leading up to Pokemon 2019, there's going to be so much stuff. Uh, So I think this is just the beginning. This bundle, as Gio alluded to, will you can choose uh, the different uh, between the two versions and it will come uh, preloaded with one or, or the other version whichever one you choose right. but the, the console looks identical yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. what version you get whether it's ev or pikachu and then it comes game-wise. with that pokeball plus accessory which you've got to have you can't play the game without it actually <laughs> they say it actually makes more sense to play it with just the pokeball you know it makes it easier because you can throw it and whatnot but it's just another accessory I, I don't have room for. Gio, um, I've got a question for a professional uh, video game journalist. When it comes sure. to the Pokeball um, Plus, can I throw it against my wall? You, um, it is it is frowned upon and not covered under factory warranty. So I wouldn't recommend it. Jeez. Will I have yeah. to get will I have to get a protective case for my Pokeball Plus? <laughs> Yes, um, you'll be able to get like a silicone case for it. Cool. Sure, yeah. excellent. Do you Otter, doubt that there won't there will definitely Otterbox be an accessory? Put out here, breaking news! <laughs> breaking news! Switch RPG podcast. Uh, Otterbox is uh, making a protective case for the Pokeball Plus, and I, and I would not doubt it. 
No, not at all. <clears throat> all right, uh, here let's 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 take a let's take a little trip into uh, some uh, Nintendo not making sense. Now we I mean, well, we never have to mm-hmm. go far for this, right? No, no. Especially when you start uh, talking about online services with the Nintendo. But uh, let's 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 talk a little bit because this does actually pertain to a Pokemon. Uh, let's go Pikachu and Eevee. And uh, I chose an article from Forbes that details the interesting reasoning put out by Nintendo recently as to why several, a number, many games don't support cloud saving cloud backup. Okay. Uh, the current list of games that lack cloud saves on the switch, according to Forbes here, FIFA 19, NBA 2K19, Dead Cells, Dark Souls, Splatoon 2, and the upcoming Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Once again, they lack cloud saving features. Now, is there I'm sorry, I'll let you I'll let you finish up here. <clears throat> the official response, the official comment from Nintendo as to why games don't support it is as follows. The vast majority of Nintendo Switch games will support save data cloud backup. However, in certain games, this feature would make it possible to, for example, regain items that had been traded to other players or revert to a higher online multiplayer ranking that had been lost. To ensure fair play, save data cloud backup may not be enabled for such games. To ensure that save data cloud backups cannot be used to unfairly affect online multiplayer rankings, the feature will not be enabled in such games as Splatoon 2. End quote. Baloney. That's what it is. That's the word I'm going to use. It's a bunch of baloney. Okay. PlayStation, Xbox, they, they handle this with no issues. There are no issues, really. I mean, there's there's cheating, but I mean, handle it a different different way. Now, is this Nintendo's way of say, for example, with FIFA or um, what was uh, FIFA NBA and 2K? Maybe having in Dark Souls, maybe having From Software and EA handle it themselves, handle the save data themselves on their server. Is this kind of Nintendo's way of having them do that? Now with Dead Cells, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> That's not even an online game. Are there, are there like, <laughs> are there online high scores and stuff? Because that, that, um, their explanation didn't seem to match some of these games that felt. I don't know. Offline. I, I feel like with with any saved data, and you can find exploits for. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that this is their excuse, it's 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 a bunch of, as I've said, baloney. Now to kind of piggyback off of something that you mentioned uh, is will the publisher be handling this on their end? There is an interesting case here that the Forbes article brings up. That's because, because their huge thing that they're focusing on here is a Pokemon game. Say this Pokemon, Mm -hmm. let's go, right? There are so many, Pokemon to catch, right? You're spending hours, hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. c- 
catching all these Pokemon, but there's no cloud data, you know, backup. So your switch gets lost, broken, stolen. All those Pokemon gone. Okay. Yep. But there is something that does save the day here. And that is that there is a Pokemon bank subscription service where you can pay $5 a year to back up all of your Pokemon saves. And that's typically how it's been handled with Pokemon, but you've also been able to save it locally, um, which is another thing. Why don't you just enable that feature? I, I guess you could call it a feature. Um, but another thing with Pokemon, there's, you know, PokeBank is, is, I think is the ultimate solution with Pokemon. Let's go. But there's a, there's different layers with that game because you can play it mobile you can play it on the switch. So how are they handling that? How integrated are they? So I think that also might be something that they're trying to steer clear from maybe. My question is, is is Nintendo, is Nintendo getting a slice of that $5 pie? Well, they're not from from technically. No, you don't think so. I I mean, unless it's purchased in the eShop, then yes. They would be getting a slice of that pie, mm-hmm. and I think, and I'm trying to remember on the 3ds with Poke, the last one I played, I believe you have to go through the eShop to get it. So to get the Pokemon Bank could, thing, yeah, to get the PokeBank. So they may be getting a slice of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. okay, follow the money mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Nintendo Online is only twenty five dollars a year. But if you want to play Pokemon and have all your you know, all of your Pokemans, then you gotta yeah. pay five dollars a year. That's it. Okay. Save anyway, Pokemans. So Nintendo uh, Online being Nintendo Online. It's twenty eighteen. It's twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> or at least allow the end user like to to save it themselves to a thumb drive, and if they mess that up, then they that mess is it grounds up. for cheating. Oh, jeez, cheater, cheater, cheater. <laughs> All right, in a positive light, Nintendo is selling extremely well, specifically over in Japan. Uh, from Destruct uh, D- Destructoid, we've got a piece. Breaking down the fact that the Switch since you know 2017 has already sold about 5 million copies compared to the PS4's 7 million. And then the PS4 has a th- uh, roughly three-year head start on the Switch. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the the switch is in good shape, to say now, the least. Were they wanting to reach twenty million? Is that what the their number was? Do you recall that? Well, I I, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I mean, this is just in Japan, though, right? This is not total. Right. So I don't know. No, what, I understand well, that, yeah. but I mean, were they wanting to hit twenty Japan's- in in Japan? Is that what you're asking? No, no. I okay. think they wanted to hit it worldwide. Okay. And, you know, typically Japan's kind of a a big hitter. So I just, I need to find out wh- how close they are to that and then see, you know, how, how much Pokemon or Smash is going to help that. And I think having those bundles is, is for sure, for sure, for sure going to, going to help them out. Okay. So from July 31st 
uh, at Polygon. In its latest quarterly earnings report, Nintendo announced it has sold 19.67 million units. That was as oh, of June okay. 30th. So they've basically I, I, hit that 20 million mark. Yeah, and I think their goal was 20. I think that's what it was. But yeah, they're they're doing all they're doing okay over there. Uh, actually, they're they're not because we just had a direct that was delayed yeah, because yeah, of because uh, yeah. of a major earthquake. Earthquake, but, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that was as of June thirtieth. Uh. T- since since we did put it up against PS4 over in Japan, uh, the Polygon yeah. article here also says as of December thirty first, twenty seventeen, Sony was indicating uh, PS4 sold seventy three point six. Okay. The monster that is the PlayStation Four. Yeah, that is a monster. But it's so good to see that. The, the switch is healthy and i think we're just year two guys we're year two it's looking really good and i think mm-hmm. i think you're so right i think that the health of it in japan is such a is such a good barometer it's always good to see um to see uh nintendo hardware specifically i'd love to see it succeed over there so i'm a fan okay from hardware let's go back to software we got we got a good one right here, guys. We got a good one. THQ Nordic. This has come from IGN. THQ Nordic has done something historic. It has bought the greatest franchise of all time. <laughs> the greatest? The greatest franchise to ever be created. Kingdoms of Amular. No, I've never I've never played this. You have, right? <laughs> no, I haven't. That's why I always you like, haven't. I always so it's the greatest franchise. It. Yeah, yeah. It's to the greatest ever, franchise to never be played ever. by either one of us. Yeah, <laughs> the the greatest. It's the greatest because it was made by the greatest. Blood, well, bloody sock, Kurt Schilling. You know, he did win the Red Sox a World Championship, but doesn't necessarily he did, mean you know, he's the greatest because the, he stole the company and yeah. He took a lot of money, money from yeah. yeah Rhode Island. The people of Rhode Island. Okay, we 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 extend our apologies to the people of Rhode Island. Um, but this is the greatest franchise of all time, and now it <laughs> belongs to THQ Nordic, which is a good company, I think, to be you know to be in their hands. Uh, hopefully, they they do something well with it. Now, I believe EA has also said that they they. Or THQ needs to CEA about doing a remake. If they're ever going to do a remake, EA needs to be involved. So, who knows how that's going to go? I am trying to find a, just a decent list of THQ Nordic titles, and. Uh, uh, I'm just not. What what off the top of your head are they responsible for? How can you not find a good good list here? No, I mean when I say a good list, I mean like an actual list. Everything I'm I'm finding is just like paragraph, 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 and um, like slideshow, slideshow, slideshow. Uh, were they? Wait, were they Saints Row? No. Um, Darksiders. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, hang on. My Apple iPad is a slow Apple iPad. 
Uh, they did Titan Quest or part of it. Um, like I said, Darksiders. They're doing a Bio Mutant. Okay. Um, are they doing Bio Mutant? I don't know. Let's see. 2016. They also have a ton of subsidiaries. Right. They yeah. A, a... Yeah, I'm seeing that list there. Anyway. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, the, the holders of the greatest franchise of all time. So that's that's all that really. It's a list of one thing. It's a list of one thing. They've never even created a game for it, but it's a list of one franchise. Um. So now the question does become: Do they remake it, or do they, uh, do they just carry on with a, a brand new game in that setting? Sure. My mind is. Definitely not a remake. It. Definitely not a remake. Yeah. And I think I think what you were talking about was the port because we did have uh, or remaster rather. I'm sorry, remaster. Yeah. You you were right. Uh, we've got PC Gamer reporting that Kingdom of Amalur remaster can't happen unless EA agrees. So I don't think mm. that necessarily is uh, the route to go. Once again, it's all about time, investment, also money. Are people going to? buy that game like i mean it obviously didn't it didn't sell extremely well before even though it was it was good and it was received right really well i mean ign gave it a nine uh back in the day i feel like it was what was great about it because i watched a lot of it don't get me wrong Mm. i i never played it but i watched a lot of it and that combat was different right it wasn't trying to be elder scrolls and i think that was so important and specifically for that time it it was it was not trying to be the first person ultra realistic fantasy it it had uh it had its own style art style you know and it had Mm -hmm. that really good combat it had a lot of cool like actual um uh mechanics as far as uh buying and selling and looting and things like that so i think it's interesting but i think i think you take the setting which to me uh some the story of the, yeah whatever. some of some of the the, mm. the the lore of that game and and the the environment and then the setting of that game was actually probably better than the than the game was uh it's right. it was a title where and they've got they've got it listed here it's um it's the uh, the author R.A. Salvatore. I mean, very mm. you know, very well known author. Uh, the Spawn creator Todd McFarlane, and then Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion lead designer Ken Ralston. So I mean, we're talking major talent. They created this entire world. They made this game. They had a they had an MMO in in development. But MMOs, I mean, we're talking yeah. like late two thousands. So everybody had an yeah, MMO that's when in MMOs. development. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested to see. I, I don't know if they come out with an MMO at this point. I, I believe that was co- called Copernicus, uh, yeah. was you know the working title or whatever. I don't think you go that route, but I think you take the world, the story, you find, you take the setting, you go a brand new game. I think you are potentially on a gold mine. I'm so happy right. that this IP is out in the world again. We've been talking about this series since episode one. I mean, I've been saying like, mm-hmm. this is the IP that I want to come back. And we actually have a question in a bit. And I think this is both of our answers. I mean, this is, yeah, you know, what dead franchise do you want to return? 
this has been my answer for a long time. Cause not only do I want mm-hmm. to go back and play this game, but I also, I craved stuff from that world. Uh, I mean, I followed this game a long time before it came out and it just never worked out. I didn't have a system at the time that could, that could play it. So anyway, yeah. So um, going back to uh, THQ Nordic, um, they're behind Biomutant, like I said, Darksiders, uh, Pillars of Eternity, Deadfire, which is uh, coming out really soon. Uh, Titan Quest, Zoo Tycoon. Um, and that's just this first page. Uh, Recore, are they behind that now? Um, Battle Chasers is also kind of behind. Now, they're also, uh, they, they're, this must be just publishing. Publishing, yeah. So. Publishing. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, uh, why, why are we talking about here? Well, number one, I want it on Switch. So, yeah. I, and, I, and I I have a good feeling that especially, like, you know, whatever whatever comes out of this is going to start in the next year or two by the time they are developing whatever this game is, the switch is, is, is going to be very established. I mean, we, Mm -hmm. the reason we've been seeing remasters report and ports over to it is because people are realizing, okay, this is a thing we can, we can port to it. So I think now you're going to see the wave of when people start creating. Now we might, we might see it. Now my concern is how underpowered it is because if THQ comes in and they want to make a just truly next gen game, could the switch yeah, graphically run it? Intense. Could the switch right. run it? That would be my concern with somebody creating a game now. But, but if you go back and look at the old game, one reason, one thing that I pointed out was the art style It's very mm-hmm. stylized. It's not super photorealistic. And I feel like those types of games you can get to run a little bit better on an underpowered system. So right. that is my hope for whatever this title is. I got to agree. I got to agree. All right, let's talk uh, some more. And let's talk game announcements here. We've had some announcements. Yeah. Remember, we are covering news from the past two weeks. So we've had a lot mm-hmm. to cover. Uh, first off, from rpgsite.net remember that Valkyria Chronicles 4 is releasing on Switch very soon that is let's see Valkyria Chronicles 4 is coming check switchrpg.com yes they should have it there do that Valkyria Chronicles 4 Recent coming soon, September 25th, in not but two weeks. Wow. Okay, so that's coming September 25th. So we've known about Valkyrie Chronicles 4. A lot of people excited. They're like, well, why can't we play the old games? Well, Gio, I got good news for you. What what is the news? The news is that you can play the original Valkyrie Chronicles on the Switch at some point. Nice. At some point. At some they point, are, at some they're, point. yeah. They're remastering. Uh, they're they're localizing the release. Um, f- uh, let's see of the PS3 title. It will con- include all of the DLC. It is heading to the N- Nintendo eShop on October 16th. So, nice. There you go. 
now have you um were you able to play the valkyria chronicles 4 demo yeah yeah a little bit a little bit yeah yeah yeah, i liked it i liked it yeah i i was playing it right on the heels of playing banner saga 3 and so i was really into that tactical strategic uh mindset and just like "Ah, Mm -hmm. i want some more so yeah i liked it that was my first uh foray into the old uh vc if you will the valkyria chronicles So I'm very curious about going back and playing the original and uh, something cool that they're doing is if you own VC four, if you own Valkyria Chronicles four digitally on switch, you can get the original VC, the remaster, you can get 25% off. Nice. And it's, uh, it's listed 1999. So you're getting 25% off that 1999. I think that's a pretty cool thing. It's pretty cool. It definitely is. So yeah, I wish more more companies would do that. But, yeah, sure, awesome. Because once again, it's assuming people have bought this game before, right? Mm-hmm. It's assuming you've bought this game before. If you haven't, then here here here's a way for you to even you know get in, you know, because you're interested right. in in VC four. I also think it's it's smart because they announced this before Valkyria Chronicles four actually releases. It releases mm-hmm. in two weeks. This is a great way to ensure people go ahead and buy it. Hey, buy it, right. and then you'll get you know you'll get the sale price on on the game that we're releasing in a month. I think that's yeah, that's more, super more smart. Go ahead and get people to to buy that stuff. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, for everyone excited about VC four, maybe you wanted to go back and play original VC, and now you'll be able to on the Switch. I think that's a great platform for it. Now, Geo. Mm. Cue the music because we finally did it. What we did, we did do? It. Final Fantasy has made it to yeah. the Nintendo Switch. A round of applause. We've been waiting for it for so long. The long awaited remaster of Final Fantasy VI is landing on the Nintendo Switch. No, you're, you're wrong. It's not six, it's three, right? Well, okay. Well, first of all, no, stop. It's actually six. But second of all, no, I am just kidding, everybody. The Royal Edition of Final Fantasy XV has made it to Switch. The Royal Edition? Wait, I'm sorry. No, guys, I'm just kidding. The Pocket Edition of Final Fantasy XV has come to Switch as... Yes, you heard it. The very first Final Fantasy to come to Nintendo Switch is the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. Cheapo edition. Cheapo edition? The mobile edition. Oh, it's a, I don't know. Some people like it. <clears throat> it's the light edition. All right, let's call it for what it is. Look, okay, okay, it's- okay. So, sort of my sort of my sarcasm aside. All right. Because if we're not careful, I'm going to divulge into one of my lovely Square Enix rants. But <laughs> the, I like the concept of of the Pocket Edition. I really do. I, I wish that the combat was a little bit more robust. I wish that, you know, since they were putting it on consoles, that they would have made it a little bit more action-oriented rather than the automated, you know, for touchscreen stuff. But... And okay, all right. I'll save this. I'll save this to, to the next thing. Okay, uh, just uh, a couple of a couple of things. Yes, Pocket Edition 
HD is what it's called. I mean, like, how can you even call it? Like, okay, anyway, Pocket Edition HD. It is available now on Xbox One and PS4. And Nintendo Switch version is coming later. How does this keep happening? Well, it does. And why would For the square? Pocket Edition. <laughs> this isn't Dark Souls. This isn't Dark Souls. This is the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. It was on, Mobile Edition. It's on my iPhone. Don't tell me that this was Unreal Engine again. No. This, this isn't Dragon this, this, Quest Eleven. God. No, this should not be happening. There's no localization to be happening here. There's there's there should be no excuses, especially I don't from understand. a big. There's no explanation for it. I don't think, right? At least not that I've I've read. You know, it it doesn't really affect me because I really have zero. I have zero interest in this in this game, so it doesn't affect me. But it it affects my kind of mental place with games being delayed for reasons that I can't. I don't understand. Like I don't understand why this would get delayed. Honestly. I, I have no logical explanation for it. I have no logical I mean, explanation for there's why no it is out on right? Xbox One and PS4 right now. Because, I mean, I believe it was, wasn't was uh, it uh, announced and, hey, you can go get it now. Except if you're on mm-hmm. Switch, just wait a little bit longer. Just wait a little just, bit longer. Yeah, just be patient. Uh, you know what it is? This is actually the very first instance of this generation. I'm surprised we didn't get a video trailer of it, but... Uh, Sony and Xbox has come together. Sony and Microsoft have come together um, to survive together <laughs> against the Switch, and they've actually they've actually made a deal for timed exclusivity for this title. Yeah, it's uh, it's console no, exclusive, it seems like timed it, exclusive, right? uh, and yep. it's coming to Switch later. After that, oh, that well, time, can, yeah, after that six the, months, the Square Square Enix uh, hating ooze is like pouring out of you right now. <laughs> Give me another thirty seconds. All right. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, for real, though, the real, the real congr- congratulatory moment here for the actual Final Fantasy that uh, was announced this week, and that is uh, the remaster of Final Fantasy IX, uh, the game that we've all wanted uh, for. No, yeah. <sighs> no, I'm kidding. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is coming to PS4 and Nintendo Switch. So, so games that people, no one's been like, these are like, no one's been asking for these games, right? But here you go. Just, just take it. <laughs> oh my it. God. You have it. Oh man. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Calm down. I've never played Crystal Chronicles, so I can't say anything bad about it. All right. Mm-hmm. I would love, please, please everyone tweet at me one reason why crystal chronicles is great and also why we want it on switch uh i i'm seriously asking for that please go tweet at me at philip 99 you can at me one i'm just one reason why it it's a good game that we want on switch one reason that's it because look i'm not saying that it's not i'm not saying we shouldn't have gotten this that's not what i'm saying because once again, have not played this, so I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just asking, why do I need to be excited? Because here is my problem, okay? Because the problem is that oh, I'm not going to answer your question. I'm just going to back away because I don't necessarily have an issue with the pocket edition of 15. I think it's a cool concept. 
I don't necessarily have a problem with Crystal Chronicles. But why are these the first two Final Fantasies we're getting on the Switch? Why? <laughs> why when we have we have versions of every single Final Fantasy on Steam right now? Almost every. Almost every right. version of, uh, of them on Steam. And I'm not even saying that those are great versions. But why don't we have a Final Fantasy on Switch before the Pocket Edition... Which actually we might, because the Pocket Edition, who knows when that's coming. And then Crystal Chronicles, the classic, the most classic <laughs> game. Why, why are we getting these before we're getting any other Final Fantasy? Any other any numbered one. Any other numbered Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to believe this, but I feel like this is Square Enix just being so out of touch and arrogant about what we want and uh, like uh, what they should be doing. Why? <laughs> Why? This is awesome. Because, and once again, I am, I'm seriously asking for responses. Why would Square Enix put these two games out as the very first Final Fantasies? And once again, I am more than okay with getting these. I'm not complaining about getting, you know, games from Square Enix. It's why are these the first? Why are we almost two years into this console's life cycle, a year and a half into this console's life cycle? And yes, we've gotten great support from Square Enix, but literally no Final Fantasy when I think that the moment you put Chrono Trigger on there, the moment you put Secret of Mana in there, the moment you put Final Fantasy six seven nine the moment we put final fantasy four there's so many versions and so many games that they could put on there before these that to me i feel like are easy ports but i'm not a game developer so whatever before you put out the pocket edition for final fantasy 15 i i just i don't know i'm sorry i i've been steaming about this all day yeah i mean i i I haven't played Crystal Chronicles either, so I know that there's some online components, so maybe that's, you know... Look, yeah, yeah, because I know know the thing was was multiplayer. I know the thing was multiplayer. That's cool. I get it. I get it. But are you kidding me? Crystal Chronicles? And it's a remaster, so it's not like just a port. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit more involved in this. I mean, I I don't want to sell it short, um, but I mean, it, it looks it looks interesting. I, I'd be willing to give this a shot over Final Fantasy Fifteen Light Edition. You know, here's the problem. Oh my god! Here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> here's the issue. Is I've I've got to get these games. I've got to because the moment <laughs> no, don't. I don't. No, you don't. Yes. No. 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 Because the moment I don't, Square Enix is going to go, well, these games didn't sell well, so nobody wants their games on the Switch. No, you just put the wrong nobody- ones on there. Yeah. I feel yeah. like us sending a message that these aren't the games that we want would be interpreted by Square Enix as they don't want our games on Switch. And then we I never see get that. the other Final Fantasy games. Then well, we get our Final nothing. Fantasy games that we put on there didn't sell well, so we're going we're gonna to back out. Yeah, I mean... We have we have a few things coming up in the near future. Maybe there is a little bit more 
that we don't know about quite yet. You know, we, we're, we're missing a direct, you know, that's going to happen sometime soon. Who knows when they're rescheduling that it's been rumored for actually the 13th, yeah. the fourth, 13th, I believe. So, um, who knows when we'll get that. And then you also have the Tokyo game show. So I know square Enix has a big, big following in there. So more on that know. in a few minutes. You're totally right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and look, the the ironic the ironic part in all this is that even though these are announced, we actually could in theory get a different Final Fantasy first if like a port like pops up this winter or something, right? Because mm-hmm. once again, we don't really know when the Pocket Edition is going to drop. Presumably, it would be soon. But once again, I don't really count that as a game. I mean, come on, that is the the weakest uh, excuse of a Final Fantasy on 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 the console. But I mean, this crystal Chronicles internationally was quote unquote coming 2019. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Japan, not, we don't even have, we don't even have confirmation on international yet. So, um, God, I'm so lit. I'm messing my camera up here. Uh, <laughs> so we don't even have confirmation on international yet. So, uh, right. you know, 2019, it could be late 2019 before the West ever gets this. So we could easily have another Final Fantasy drop before then. It's just like, I don't know. You have one of the most, you have one of the most prestigious JRPG series. You have two of the most prestigious JRPG series in existence in Final Fantasy and and Dragon Quest and Dragon Quest 11 maybe understandably was delayed into literally eternity. We <laughs> literally eternity. <laughs> and Oh my God. And then you have final fantasy. And so it's like, okay, what is going to be the big introduction to final fantasy on this great piece of hardware? And square Enix comes in with the pocket edition of Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 and Crystal Chronicles Remastered. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, Unbelievable. Uh, okay. All right. I can't. I don't want to add anything to that. That was perfect. <laughs> That's going to wrap up the news for this week. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I will always do this. I, I messed. Uh, Moment of transparency. I totally messed up our our doc one time because I took out some sections and I always forget to add them back in. So uh, let's go over games we've been playing this week. Geo, please lighten, I, please lighten the mood. Make me happy for a second. What have you been playing? All right, I've been playing a game, <clears throat> and, and I've been talking about it on the on Discord as well as on um on on my twitters. Um, it's a game that is in my top five. RPGs of all time being played and I just started playing it Path of Exile instantly fell in love with it Divinity Original Sin 2 you've been very excited about that yeah oh my god it is it is pretty darn good it is really really good it's got you can you can really do anything you don't have to follow I mean you have to follow quests but you can you can take you can kill npcs that <laughs> any npc that you want you know it is it's a voice acted 
really well. The music as well. The the skills and the the this, the abilities are like perfect. This is like, as some may know, I play a lot of Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons. This is probably the closest thing that you will ever get to pen and paper on a video game. Wow, it is it is absolutely. Pr- perfect to me and i know that the original version which i had not played this is the definitive version that i'm talking about there was some issues with a third act i am nowhere near that so they they, they've cleaned things up they've they it looks phenomenal and man i it's it's awesome it's i absolutely love it absolutely love it great uh i had a friend I had a friend who really uh, praised that game. I think um, before it ever came out, actually, he was he was really hyping it up, and we were actually going to play mm-hmm. it on Steam together, and then never did. Uh, so, what what do you are you playing on Switch or has it not? No, no, it hasn't it's, come. It's out, ex- hasn't come come to Switch. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'm playing it on X on Xbox. Is there um, is there online multiplayer for that? There, I have not tried it though. Um, my brother in law. Yeah, my brother-in-law has it. We haven't we haven't gone there. He's he's pretty much a, a single player gamer. Oh, oh, oh. He's oh man. I'm, now I got to think of a different way to say this. But anyways, he and I are both he prefers kinda, like single player prefer single player games, and um, so we haven't we haven't jumped into the co op experience. I'd be interested in seeing how that works, bringing your own character in there and, you know, leveling it up and then how it comes back. Um, Maybe there's some cloud saving going on there. I'm not entirely sure. But, I mean, the single-player experience is is phenomenal so far. I absolutely love it. What have you you been doing with your life? Uh, So, it's been two weeks. So, I've had... A little time to game. Um, I'm I'm in sort of a weird spot right now because I'm having to I'm having to kind of uh, go through a spending freeze, so I'm not really able to get anything new at the moment. Um, so the sort of the last game that I did get before my my freeze was DQ11. I, I said, all right, I'm gonna save up for this, and then that's gonna have to be sort of it for for a bit. Um, there's some games that I want to get soon, but I'm, I'm just going to have to sort of press the pause button for a while. Sure. But so there's I, no I, need to clutter your backlog. You know, those games are always going to, they're always going to be there. It's not like games sell out anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is like, <clears throat> I've kind of been going on sort of this self-reflection recently of just how, like how many games I'm just constantly getting and I'm never finishing. And then I've got, a hundred games, hundreds of games that I need to play that I actually own, but I don't play them because I just keep getting new ones that I don't finish. So like, I really, I really want to try to be conscious about going back and actually playing some of the games that I need to play, uh, that I actually already own. My budget would, would really appreciate it too. So I have been playing a little bit of, uh, of dragon quest 11. Um, uh, Meatball sub from the site has actually played it a lot more than I have. He he's been enjoying it a lot. I'm only a couple of hours in, not very far, not very far. Okay, and uh, that's actually because um, I also 
picked uh, Final Fantasy fourteen back up. Uh, a game that I never got too far into before. I've picked it up several times in the past. I think the furthest I ever got was like level thirty. Um, but what I'm I'm trying to do with 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 Final Fantasy fourteen is I'm actually trying to retrain my brain um, to take my time in games because it's actually something else that I've I've really sort of realized is I've been going so fast in games for like the past two years that I've almost relied to, I've relied too much on, on walkthroughs just to get, get through things fast and like mm-hmm. just accept all the quests in a game. So then I can just like go through, never read anything and just try to like get through as much of the content as I can. Um, because I want to try to experience as many games as I can. And uh, I've just realized that, I've just like become a machine over time. And so what I'm trying to do is sort of retrain my brain of just read through everything, read through all the quests, like taking, taking the story and taking this world. And I've, I've uh, taken my compass off of my UI hmm. and forcing myself to just read the, the quest descriptions and try to find it on, on my own, you know, like so kind of make it more immersive. Yeah. And, and just try to like, because what I what I, what I've discovered is I uh, the the compass in in all games are such a crutch for me that I wind up like watching my dot like go around on the compass just trying to get to like the the quest point as quick as possible, right? That I, I I don't even look at the like the game assets anymore. Let me tell you this: in Divinity Original Sin, there's none of that. All all, all like that's how the game is. You have to read and react and go to wherever it says it's like i said it's like a true pen and paper you know if you i don't i don't know if everybody does this but when i'm at the table i'm writing things down so i remember to ask the dungeon master you know about certain things and you know he doesn't have to keep trying to remember you know with with divinity it's it's that way it is that way you have to there's so many different paths you can take and there's there's no waypoints it's perfect. That, you would love that's it. really cool. That's really cool. Cause I mean, that, that is, yeah. I am actually like re I'm having to relearn how to be patient and mm-hmm. how to just play and absorb games again. Because, um, like I, I used to not have this problem back, you know, back when I was growing up, especially like playing MMOs and things like that. Um, because like, I didn't have a whole lot of other games and then, um, I was you know, I didn't have money as a kid. So like, I just had fun in the moment and just took my time with things. I'm trying to just sort of get back to that a little bit. And um, I also feel like games didn't come out at such a rapid. Yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking of. And we're going to see that in just a second, but like, there's like five games that I'd love to get in the next week or so, you know? Yeah. So anyway, there's that's, that's me. So DQ 11 and then final fantasy 14 having a lot of fun with both of them. If anybody, uh, if anybody listening plays 14 message me on Twitter at Philip nine, nine, all that spelled up. Okay. Uh, games coming out, um, games coming out, uh, this week that's through the 14th. Remember you're listening to this on the 12th, Wednesday, the 12th, 
and we are going to cover the 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 previous two weeks so uh back on september 4th we had god wars the complete legend september 4th we also had moonfall ultimate september 6th we had hyperlight drifter kind of a highly anticipated uh really indie release there uh, we do have mm-hmm. a review of that on the site uh reviewed by um was it eb yeah uh really passionate gamer is what he's is what he is on on the website uh then uh, september 13th remember that's going to be tomorrow for everybody listening uh we've got wasteland 2 director's cut game i'm very excited about we have bastion uh also on the 13th we have super dungeon tactics really cashing in on the seo title there Mm -hmm. uh and then a is this right a Saturday release for Undertale? Is that right? <laughs> September fifteenth. I, I mean, it what? is Undertale. They they kind of do their own thing. That's what we've got on the site. It's September fifteenth release for Undertale, a Saturday. So, you know, it instead of instead odd. of getting your Saturday morning cartoons, then I guess you can just Undertale it up on Saturday. Cool. Anyway, there, there you go. There's your weekend releases. That I mean, well, like I said, that's three. That's four. I want. I'd love to get Hyperlight. I'd love to get Wasteland. I'd love to get Bastion and Undertale. That's four games this week. Um, Undertale is the 18th. 18th. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll adjust that on on the site. We will have to fix that. Yes. yes. Which was next Tuesday. Which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear from you. Uh, remember, we're all about community here at the Switch RPG Podcast. So if you want to be part of the show, you can email your questions. And I was in the middle of retyping the sentence and didn't do it. But you can fill out our form <laughs> at switchrpg.com slash podcast. Switchrpg.com slash podcast. That's switchrpg.com slash podcast fill out that form hit submit goes right to us okay uh joe what's the first question um i don't recall who it's from um but they they state that they've been seeing a few different franchises getting resurrected and are getting switch ports slash remakes if you could pick one franchise to bring back from the dead what would it be and i believe this person also said they they'd love to have the legend of dragoon maybe Mm-hmm. A sequel or a prequel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we did kind of mention Kingdom uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. I would like to see that on the Switch for sure. Um, but one thing I really would like to see bring back from the dead and on the Switch would be Knights of the Old Republic. Great um, choice. Yeah, I, I played a lot of that, um, you know, before Mass Effect. And... If they could just kind of revamp the combat, kind of just update it a little bit because it, it it is a little dated. If they could just do that, keep the keep it really kind of story driven, perfect. It would be perfect. I get, I think they gave us uh, some of the best look into the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was that was great. I um. Kings of Kingdoms of Amalur is sort of my obvious choice. Uh, yeah. Like Wes said earlier, very happy that the IP is out of the dungeon. 
Um, this isn't necessarily a franchise per se because it was a single game, but I would love to see something else called Lost Odyssey, maybe like a Lost Odyssey 2. Um, I, I don't think we'll ever get that, but Lost Odyssey was a great RPG, one that I haven't played much of, um, but it's highly, highly praised from mm-hmm. back on the the old Xbox. Um, so, uh, Sakaguchi, you know, Sakaguchi uh, creation before they yeah. started making everything on mobile. Yeah, I don't know why that he went. He ventured to mobile. There's I don't several. Know if he saw there's several of those money developers there. that that have done that. And God, so much, so much talent and creativity, and now it's right. just. And even the games he's created on mobile, I've looked at them. They're they're not so good. So I I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe he's just in the point of his career where he's like, I don't have to do. I mean, yeah. because I'm sure that is or I don't such want to, a really. that is such a emotional and physical strain i because I, I, I mean i'm not diminishing that i'm sure i mean he's been doing this for decades and he's not mm-hmm. 30 anymore you know so I, i'm sure it's a lot less stressful making the types of games he's making now sure. it's just god that is that is such a talent and a creative genius that um, i wish we could still maybe get like one last sort of swan song one, it's one selfish on his part, him. really. It's selfish on his part. He should be thinking of us, really. I, I write him every day. Just I don't know why he's not thinking. Do you? you? Do you send a self-addressed stamped envelope? Maybe he could write you back. I've never thought of that. Well, there you go. Wow. He doesn't want to pay pay the way. Wow. I thought just sending my picture would uh would and my name would like make him look me up on Facebook. No, I take a Facebook that's... message. He could slide into my DMs. <laughs> it's like, hey, Sakaguchi, <laughs> you up? <laughs> uh, all right. Locked. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Captain Volger asks, what do we want to see from TGS? Highly paraphrasing his question. Yeah, so well, I'm I know sure you actually, see... since this is Captain Volger, he'd probably say, what do y'all want to see from TGS. Yeah, he he probably did say that, but and, and I know you want to see more Final Fantasy, which is, you know, kind of kind of makes sense, right? Um, you, you know, I I want to see more of what Nintendo has kind of teased us with, but we haven't seen enough of. Like, I want to see more Fire Emblem Three Houses. I want to see more Bayonetta Three. I want to see some Metroid something. Um, I know that there's been rumors on a trilogy, but I want to see more of what four, maybe a, a cinematic. I want to see something. Um, where's my Pikmin four? Where where is my Pikmin four? Um, Yoshi, like like there's a lot of stuff. Like we don't know when Yoshi's come out. That looked. I want to say it was his last E3. That looked complete. <laughs> like what's what's happening there? That was a very that that to me has been sort of a very strange delay. That really was. Yeah. So I I mean maybe it's a title where they feel that a delay wouldn't wouldn't hurt hurt them. It was crowded. Um, so, it was it was a crowded year yeah. last year. So, um, but I definitely want to see more RPGs for sure. Obviously. I think my big one. My big one sort of stretch uh stretch dream here 
is from Square Enix. Uh, I would, I would, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I think that that would be doable. I think it would be big for Switch with the MMO. I know when we had Stealth on, he talked about how there's already a Dragon Quest MMO on Switch in Japan. I think getting it an MMO from Square Enix over here in the West would be big. It would be big. Mm-hmm. It'd be big for the console to have an MMO. It would be big for Square Enix to have an actual Final Fantasy on the console. Um, and and Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV is a, is a really good game. So um, now, if that happens, I'm in a predicament because. Do I start over on the Switch? Because I doubt there will actually be cross progression, which there should be, but I know that there's not going to be. There's not cross progression between the PS4 and the PC, as far as I know. If I'm wrong on that, please let me know. Like, please let me know because that would be big if that was. I don't have a PS4 anymore, but. If there is cross-progression on PS4 and PC, then there is hope that there could be on Switch and PC. Hmm. Um, yep. Now, it's it's interesting. Is Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox? I, I don't know. I've never looked into it. Um, I, so Because I'm very curious. I don't, I don't know if it's on Xbox. I really don't know if it's on Xbox. Because... As far as I know, unless they did away with it, I know that I used to play on my PS4 and my brother used to play on PC. We played together. So there was cross-play in the game between console and PC. So I don't know how that's going to work with the Switch because I know that now Sony is so anti-cross-platform with Mm. other consoles. So how is that going to work? Because you can't do switch pc and playstation pc but then not right like how does that well, even do they, work? they do do they do that with fortnite though you know they just ex- just a playstation's excluded right because playstation and pc plays together mm-hmm. i don't i don't understand yeah okay i mean maybe maybe because i mean I hope to goodness there is cross play between switch and PC. There's there needs to be, um, right. especially for the beginning, the sort of the beginning stages of, of people getting it. You don't want, you know, a five year old MMO coming to a console and you're like, that's the only player base. Cause I don't think there's going to necessarily be, uh, you know, a million people getting it. I just don't really right. see it moving that maybe but i think you really need the community of the pc to 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 give the switch players people to play with so that's what i, I want to see Fox i got something 14. for you here yeah <clears throat> um this is an older article so i still don't know if final fantasy 14 is on the xbox but this is an article from june 23rd 2017 Final Fantasy XIV director wants Switch and Xbox One version, but has one condition. And that condition is um, he wants crossplay. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Yep. Uh, the, the director, God, his name is Yo- Yoshida. Yoshida. Yeah. Yep. I love that man so much. 
<laughs> I really, really, really do. I I somewhat followed the disaster and remake of, of Final Fantasy fourteen when it all went down five years ago. Mm-hmm. But I was so distant, and uh, I kind of followed games casually at that time anyway. I, I didn't know a lot of details. But I knew that there was the, the single man, Yoshida, who came in and righted the ship. But this weekend, I watched a fascinating documentary on that whole thing. Um, it's from the, the YouTube channel No Clip. Okay, I don't know yeah. if, you've, uh, if you've watched anything from them. Uh, Danny O'Dwyer um in his documentary crew so go to youtube search no clip uh final fantasy 14 an absolute incredible inside look at the downfall of the original final fantasy 14 game and then the rebirth in in a realm reborn and the thing is that that guy yoshi p i think is his, sort of his nickname he called out Square Enix so much in that documentary uh, to the point where he said he's like, I think I think PR is probably going to cut this part of the interview because, I mean, he really took Square Enix to task and really he said the reason why it failed initially was because they were so arrogant and out of touch. And he it's this, still the case too. this documentary was from, I believe, late last year. And he said that he said he said that he still thinks that they have a long way to go. He said that there's been a lot of change in the company over the five years since that happened. But he says he said that they still have a long way to go. And so I have I have a lot of respect for him being very honest about about that because I think that that's the case. I th- I still think we're getting quotes and we're getting actions from Square Enix that shows that there's still. I don't know if it's this old guard in there that just feels so out of touch with the reality. So anyway, right. uh, that's yeah. another tangent. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But there, there we go. TGS Final Fantasy 14. Um. All right. Uh, Paul Nichols, a very hard question. I'm not gonna lie. G and I both struggle with this one. Paul, it's a great question. You did it. But this one yeah. was tough. Okay. Favorite Easter egg in an RPG? All right. Well, I'm going to cheat on this one because I don't have a specific one in mind. In the Fallout universe, especially three, there are like tons and tons of Easter eggs. That game is riddled with Easter eggs as well as, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls. You know, a lot of the Bethesda uh, developed games, they have a ton of Easter eggs. So I would say I like the ones in, in Fallout the best. There's just, there's just like a whole, the whole mess of them in there. And I can't really pinpoint a specific one. So yeah, it's tough, really tough question actually for me anyways. I don't know if this is a cheat as well, but I'm going to go with Guild Wars 2. And the reason why I'm just, I'm up in the air, uh, because this isn't necessarily like an Easter egg from another game. There are a lot of like pop culture references in Guild Wars 2 that I like. But the thing, one of the things that I love about Guild Wars 2 is the fact that it takes place. Uh, I want to say it's like 250 or 300 years after the first Guild Wars. And uh, the original Guild Wars is still to this day is one of my favorite gaming experiences I ever had. Um, I was so 
locked into that community and into the guild. My brother and I, it was like the, the way that we bonded for years was playing Guild Wars, talking about Guild Wars. So Guild Wars 2, to me, uh, the Easter eggs that I love in that game are all of the environments and the locations that have changed over that 300 years between GW1 and GW2 because there are entire, you know, entire areas that have uh, either grown into a jungle or have turned into a desert, but they took the time to take these like Hallmark locations and these monuments and things like that and, and preserve them or keep them. One of my favorite is it was a, it was a, a one of the temples. I want to, I, I think it may have been, a temple of Grinth, um, the God of death. And, um, you see that pretty early on in the very, very first guild wars campaign. And then in mm-hmm. guild wars two, I want to say it's actually like at the bottom of a lake and, um, guild wars two has a lot of underwater content and, um, it's at, it's literally at the bottom of a pile of rubble at the bottom of the lake, but you can still, you notice, you know, you notice, um, the structure and you notice that even though it's rubble, this is what it is. I just think that was cool that they took the time to do that and to think how would, how would things change over time? And then uh, for me, it was fun going around the world and being like, Oh wait, I was here, you know, five years ago when I was playing Guild Wars one. Wow. This looks totally different. So right. everything in Guild Wars two like that. They, they kind of did that in breath of the wild too. Um, with some of the locations, I know they did it with uh, Lon. Is it Lon Lon Ranch? On you know, Ocarina of Time. So, I don't have. Yeah, I they, don't have a very historyed experience with. Okay. With Zelda. With Zelda. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They they did that with Breath of the Wild as well, which is really cool. I like that when they do that. I obviously I love all the throwbacks in Final Fantasy. Every time you know you see them, uh, the different iterations of things. Um, I like that. Yeah, and the different SIDs, seeing the Chocobos, seeing the, the Mogs and the Moogles and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, is that all the questions this week? I believe so. All right. Gio, it's time to cue the music. Cue it. Cue it right now. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to everybody pack up. It's time for a side quest. We're going away. We're going away, all right? I don't know where we're going. Everybody pack your bags. We're all on this trip together, okay? Gio, what are we doing for the side quest this week? Um, What we're doing is we're making a movie, Phil. Okay, we we're are making, making a live-action movie. a movie. We're making a live-action movie, and um, it's a video game movie, so it's going to be really, really good. And Directed by M. Not Shyamalan. Um... I would choose a different director. Okay, <laughs> respectfully choose uh, a different director. He's he is not a bad choice. I would just choose a different one. His last few films have been actually pretty good. Okay, um, but I would choose uh, Favreau to direct our film. Okay, <laughs> what and, film is it? Um, this film is Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Okay, so we're responsible for casting the main characters. Obviously, there's a ton of characters in this, so. We're responsible for for casting, okay. Now for Rex, okay the the main 
protagonist here. There was only one choice. Um, yeah, there really is only there one is choice. Only it's funny. One choice. Now, it's funny that you, like, I had no idea that you were, okay, behind the scenes here, we have a doc, a shared document that we put together, and Phil was just kind of noting his, his selection here, and I was just kind of updating Twitter, just kind of trying to get things going on Twitter, getting people to answer, and we had the same exact answer. Without seeing the um, other ones, and, yeah. Right, and this is uh, Taryn Egerton from Kingsman, so if you haven't seen Kingsman, um, you're missing out. He's also uh, at least the he's first also one. going to be Robin Hood in the upcoming new Robin Hood reboot. Yes, I saw that. Unfortunately, so <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, if you haven't seen the first Kingsman, do yourself a favor, watch. I have not watched the second one, so I can't really say anything. But he would he would make for a perfect. Rex, it's the jawline. Is yeah. she, like the moment I saw Rex, I was like, okay, it's that actor. It, this actor actually has like this, like this pointed square jawline. Right. It, it's perfect, and you can easily put, give him spiky it, even hair. His voice kind of sounds, you know. I, I hear Rex's voice in his voice. Uh, we did have some answer. Uh, we had an answer on Twitter. Uh, Elijah Wood was another. another I could one. see that. I like that. I, I could. Like that. I could. I could see that as well. I can definitely see that. So. Uh, two great answers, or uh, three great answers, um, but, you know, we're, we're going to go with Egerton uh, for now, okay? Again, money is not an issue. Yeah, yeah. All right? There's no budget we, here. No budget. Don't worry about it. This is a Michael Bay it. movie. <laughs> There's going to be explosions everywhere. Um, we could do even lens flares. I can... J.J. Uh, Abrams, can, we'll bring him in to do yep, the God we'll, race. Uh, we'll do some lens flares. Um, all right, so for Pyra... Um, why don't you go over your selection? Okay, so for Pyra, I went a little little different direction. I went with Haley Lou Richardson, um, who acted in Split and a yep. few other things that I've seen. Um, for this, I, I don't know, with Pyra, I wanted to go a little bit younger. I feel like... And I feel like that is sort of a representative representative of her character because she wakes up and she's sort of learning the world um, mm-hmm. because this is Pyra, not necessarily Mithra, which I, I went a little bit different direction. But um, yeah, so I went Haley Lee Richardson for that. Uh, if you if you come at me with about the hair, hair can be colored. Don't yeah don't don't add me I, over hair. Okay. <laughs> no, um, no, I would never. I would never do that to you. Um, I have no hair. So, and I will say, I will say I did actually, once again, completely separate of you. I did think about your choice and I do like your choice. So go ahead and tell us who that is. My choice is, uh, Sophie Turner. Okay. From, uh, Game of Thrones. She is, um, oh geez. I can't remember her name right Uh, now. uh, Sansa. Sansa Stark. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel maybe she's not quite young enough. Well, she was also um, she was also a character in the the greatest um, iteration of X Men films um, in X Men: Age of Apocalypse. She was uh, she was Phoenix. Now you said you said greatest. Yeah, right? the greatest. Yeah, it was the best. Okay, I just wanted yeah, to make sure yeah, I was the, getting that clear in my head. Best iteration of X Men on on screen that we've ever seen. Okay, you may be fired before you even start. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I feel like Sophie Turner, uh, she's got the red hair, fit, got the red hair, she's got the red the hair. Bat. Yeah, no doubt. But I mean, that's, 
I think she's a great actress. Um, I, I think um, I think she would fill this role quite nicely. We did have another answer, Scarlett Johansson. I feel like you could put her in any of the roles here. Yeah. Once again, I also thought about I, I thought about her. I don't know. I don't know why the age thing is is a problem for me. I just feel like yeah. she makes feels sense. a little too mature. I, yep. I might go Mithra with Scarlett Johansson before I went with, with Pyra for Scarlett Johansson. Now, how do you feel about the same person playing Pyra? No, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Oh, okay. I don't we want don't that. want that here mm-hmm. at Switch RPG Productions. Okay. We don't want that. Uh, so for Mithra, um, I put, um, if it's not Sophie Turner, then Margot Robbie. Now, I don't know. Again, you're, I think she's. She's experienced the world. Yeah. Okay. She, you know, um, Margot Robbie is an excellent actress. Fantastic. Um, I think she would serve this role quite nicely. I think um, uh, Margot Robbie, I think she's phenomenal. And I also think the character of Mithra being kind of tragic. And then also, I mean, she is sort of like to the point, you know, she, she doesn't. Blunt. Yeah. Blunt. I'm trying to say this nicely. You know, she, uh, matter of fact. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going to say. Doesn't give any, you know, but yeah, sure. you know, right. And, so and we've seen that from her, you know, exactly, with Harley Quinn yeah. was in some other roles as well. So, um, uh, um I, Tanya, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all over that one. Uh, my choice there also, uh, a blonde actress who in my mind plays the, personality as uh, I think as well as you can as Emma Roberts. Yeah. In American horror story, uh, she, she plays the, she essentially is Mithra. I I feel so. I I feel like maybe I missed that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, but but honestly, honestly, she and Margaret Robbie favor to me a little bit. Uh, with with the blonde hair, but then also like the darker brows. I I, yep. I see we're kind of we were kind of going going same thing. Okay, uh, we had also another response. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, which yeah, you could, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of kind of um, mystique-ish, you know, sure. mystique-ish. Yep. Um, next on my list here, I have uh, Nia. Okay. Uh, why don't you uh, go ahead with your? Oh, it looks well, like see, kinda all... <laughs> the thing is, is uh, CR Magic in Discord said Karen Gillan, and I could not get that out of my head. I could Pass. not get anybody yep. else. I I feel like that is the role. She she's very diverse in in how she plays, what she plays. Her natural voice is so perfect for the role, and I think mm-hmm. I, I and I tried, I tried to find you know someone someone unique to my list for everyone. Could not get over Karen Gillan. Yeah, I, I what what else is she in? Well, um, I mean, recently, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy. She was in Jumanji, but then I mean, she sort of made her name on Doctor Who, um, and yeah. that's that. That is sort of what I know and will always love her from. So, okay, all right. 
Um, I guess she was she was in Guardians. Is that what you said? Or yeah, yeah, she was. You were, um, oh, yeah, you were breaking up on me. So I yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Guardians. Uh, she is the sister. Yeah. She is uh, okay. Gamora's sister. Can't remember her name. You can't right. really. You can't really okay. tell that it's Karen Gillan, but it is. She yeah. has a All horrible right. American accent. <laughs> horrible American. Uh, just accent. a terrible American accent. Well, at least it's not as bad as mine. Next, we have Zeke. Uh, uh, before we get to Zeke, I I inserted Joe Mark on mine because uh, I just did like the main blades for all of them too to go along with me. I have that. I have that as well. Um, okay, we can. Okay, we, we can go to that. I'm sorry because I was just going to do like driver blade. You know, since they go together. Fine, you went in a better order than I did. Okay, all right. Tell me That's who your Joe Mark is. Uh, Sir Ian McClellan. Okay, okay. Uh. We went similar. We went similar. <laughs> I like the Ian McClellan. I like the Ian McClellan. Who did you? Patrick see here. Oh. Patrick Stewart. Patrick okay. Stewart. Yeah. Yep. Uh, old British. Dude. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Let, uh, now I got to go by your list. Um, hang on. No. Now we're on Zeke. Now we're on Zeke. No. No. Forget this. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna throw my phone out the window in a second. <laughs> um. So Zeke. Um. I went with Charlie McDermott. Now, if you don't know who Charlie McDermott is, not very familiar. He is. Um. He, geez, now I can't remember the show that he's on. Oh boy, this is. Uh, was it was it what is... you were commenting on Twitter about? Uh, something about Fred. No, Drop Dead Fred okay. is is a d- different actor. Um, hang on, this is, hopefully won't take too long. Charlie McDermott is that his name? Yeah, he's in the middle. Sorry. So he's in the show The Middle. Okay. Um, I feel like his acting style is kind of like what Zeke is in in the in the game. Um, he's kind of he's a little older now, so he's a little bulkier. He's a little taller, so I feel like I feel like that would work. I feel like it's uh, it's Charlie McDermott's role, to be honest with you. Um. All right. Mine. I I feel like. Uh, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this one because of how he's in so many things, but uh, and I don't, don't necessarily think the look fits, but Ryan Reynolds sort of in that how Zeke is like up here and also down here and just like he's sort of spastic. Uh, I mean, I'm yep. seeing Deadpool like it, it feels very Deadpoolish. Um, okay. and his sort of mannerisms and just how like uh, kind of spastic he is. Um, so yeah. went Ryan Reynolds. I think he could pull sort of like that voice off as well too. Okay, I I could see that happening. I could, I could see, see that see a lot more quickly than I could see him being Pikachu. <laughs> well, he is Pikachu. I know. Um, then we uh we have some responses on Twitter. We have Johnny Depp. I don't mm. I don't see that. Uh, that's just. I'm not a huge Johnny Depp fan. Maybe, maybe Johnny Depp 15 years ago. Uh, or like ever, if we went, no. well, if we went like prime Johnny Depp, but I just feel like now I just don't know. He, and he's now so you just see him as Captain old. Jack Sparrow. He's so old too. But I mean, I feel like a younger Johnny Depp really could have probably done something. Yeah, and and that was from uh, uh, Tim mm-hmm. Taylor. Uh, who uh, who's on our staff here? So an, an, another one was Chris Helmsworth. Hemsworth. 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 I I can um, see Chris Hemsworth 
uh, actually. I was I was I was impressed by that choice. Yeah. I feel like he's just too big. <sighs> he can he can drop down though. He can drop down. Okay. He's, you know, All right. He, 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 hey, if Christian Bale can do it in the pianists, uh, so can uh, that was Adrian so Brody, Chris. wasn't it? Uh, Christian Bale was in the pian- um, oh the machinist, machinist, yeah, the machinist. Sorry, but I get Adrian my... Brody did also starve himself, I believe, for the, the yeah. Piece. So um, that's that's nuts. Uh, but the thing with Hemsworth, oh, Gio, we were talking about this before the show, the El Royale movie. Watch him in the trailer of that, and he's just he's just playing like this. I think he's playing like this, uh, sort of uh, happy go lucky southern guy. Um, and mm-hmm. I could see a little bit of Zeke in in what I saw from El Royale trailer. So Hemsworth, and okay. he doesn't look huge in in that either. So take a look at that, and I think he looks small enough to play. Well, he might be too expensive. I know we said money no, is no object, no object, but. You've we're, got we're gonna Ian have McKellen? To take, we're going to have to take it into consideration. Oh, God. We, we will see. Um, so Zeke's Blade, uh, Pandoria. I actually, I could not find anything for Pandoria. And I saw your choice. I had no idea who that even was. Uh, her name is Aquafina. Am I that old? Her name's Aquafina. Aquafina. Um, like, I looked in my refrigerator and I saw some Aquafina in there. Uh, <laughs> and I was so confused. I'm sorry, dad joke. This yeah, is a, I'm, yeah. I'm just too old for this. I'm just too old for this. Uh, so who is that? Uh, she's a, a young, talented uh, Asian actress who most recently is uh, sort of popular for her role in Crazy Rich Asians. But she's also done um, a number of other things. I don't have the list in front of me. But the thing is, okay. especially if you watch uh, Crazy Rich Asians, her hairstyle in that movie is 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 pan like it, it feels very pandoria like it feels okay. like an almost like an you know an anime game so uh but also she was so crazy in that movie i think you could take some of that crazy and apply it to the way that pandoria always you know like said what zeke doesn't want and just right um was able to sort of spit back at zeke you know, the bombast, you know, his sort of bombastic nature and she could like say one thing to unravel him. So, uh, that's, that's why I want Aquafina. Okay. Well, um, she has the job. She's the only one that showed up for the part. I, I, I just, I couldn't think of anybody. No, I gotta give you, I gotta give you props for your, uh, poppy choice. We'll get to you in a few minutes and I couldn't find anybody better than, than your poppy choice. Okay. We'll do Torah first. So for Torah, um, I have, and I feel like everybody should have thought of this, but you didn't. No, I was trying to bring <laughs> someone original to the table, but yes, I'm I sorry. did love your choice. Yeah, I, I went Andy Serkis. Um, so he's he's the uh, the actor who is the Gollum. He's done other um, kind of green screen Everything type of things. Everything ever been green screen other than... Why do you play it down so much, though? Uh, Andy Serkis is the Golden State Warriors of of voice <laughs> acting and and animate green screen animation. I, he's such a. Of course, he's going to get the part. He's the obvious choice. Now he was a, he was a, he was a great choice. He would obviously okay. do it really well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he would obviously do it really well. Um, 
I I chose someone who I think would do it well, but I think would have to play it a little bit differently than say an Andy Circus. Uh, I went with David Tennant. Uh, okay. Very very talented. I think he could manipulate his voice enough to bring it into Torah range, but it would still be sort of a different Torah than Andy Circus would give us. I kind yeah. of I kind of know what Andy Circus would give us. It would be crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that, I think that Tenet would be a little bit more of a subtle Torah. So I don't know. Yeah. And now would he play like, obviously Torah is, is, uh, is a oh, tiny that would dude. be CG. He'd be CG. It, all CG. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like, uh, Alice and the wonderland with mm-hmm. the, um, with the twins there. Yeah. Okay. We could figure that out. No problem. Or, well, I mean, uh, like, look. If if Disney is doing this, I mean, and it's like Jungle Book, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we could figure it out. Oh, it's going to look great. Um, also, CR Magic was thinking maybe Jack Black, which uh, I yeah, I could see the voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kung Fu Panda. You could also like you could also do like his face. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. All right. So for Poppy. Are we going Poppy? Yes, yeah, we Poppy. Are. Now, we, we you could go all the iterations of Poppy, right? Like she's got many mm-hmm. many different levels, um, I guess. So I mean, it. I just went with the kind of the uh, basic mm-hmm. uh, Poppy. Uh, Mayim Balik Bialik is it Bialik? I, I'm not sure how to how to pronounce it. Anyway, she's she's in um that Theory. nerd show Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, yeah, Big Bang Theory. I, was, I I just know her as Blossom. Okay, um, the old old TV show. I I think she she could add a level of intelligence to Poppy that she already has. Um, Poppy is very smart. Now, could she? You know, she's a major amazing actress. So I think she could pull off the voice, kind of the robotic tone of of what poppy is why so. well that's exactly sort of why i thought this was such a good choice was because and i thought that you would since you made this choice you would have really kind of known her from big bang theory but i feel like uh, she plays a scientist on there who is so like stiff and you know way too intelligent for her own good and so mm-hmm. i feel like some of that stiff and robot or, you know, natural robotic tendency from that show would translate really well to Poppy. And then I also think she could sort of play that sort of sarcastic servant, you know, kind of how Poppy is toward Torah, you know, like, Oh, master pawn. But a lot of times she's like sort of making fun of Torah because Torah (laughs) is kind of an idiot, you know? So, yeah. I mean, she kind of like, she kind of speaks that way. Like in general, I mean, I don't really watch Big Bang Theory, um, but I've seen a lot of interviews from her because I think she's really, really intelligent. Um, so I've seen a lot of her interviews. It's just the way she talks, her cadence, and everything. So it kind of leads me. It led me to pop me, anyways. And 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 she's, I think I think it's a great choice. Yep. Next we have Morag. I Why love you go both ahead? of our choices here. I gotta say, I think yeah. this is probably my favorite casting. People said it couldn't be done. They said it was impossible. They said it was too perfect before. But I've got to say, I really like both of ours. Yeah. Yeah. So so who do you who do you have? I have uh I'm not sure how to say it. Is it Charisse? Is it Cerise? Is it Karis Van 
uh, Hooten, uh, who is uh, better known uh, among um, many other things from Europe, but uh, Melisandre from uh, Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. Yep, the Red Witch. The Red Witch. I feel like uh, if you want to talk about someone who can bring sort of the understated, undertone, like subtle, uh, very sort of militant, uh, Mm -hmm. get the job done, um, and that's not easy to play either. And that's one thing that I, I liked about Melisandre. There's many things I didn't like about Melisandre as a character, but what I did like was yeah. how how just sort of like she played that understated, like I'm sort of evil and I'm also driven, but, you know, kind of like an, a tinge of charming too, you know? Yeah, and, and it's the kind of the same reasons why I picked uh-huh. my my choice was Cape Blanchett. Oh, fantastic um, and, choice. And CR Magic also picked him as well. So I mean, I was I was starting to write her name and I'm like, "Oh, let me see if anyone else kind of, you know, answered this." And he did it. So um yeah, I and, and there was another response. No one can make her. She is perfect. That's right. Yeah, um, no, well, that's wrong be. because Cape Blanchett <laughs> could do it. Um but yeah, I, I think she's she's, you know, I don't get the. Um, I think Camp Lake Kate Blanchett looks young to me. Uh, she's she's so older. Young, yes, but yeah, she looks so that that picture that I don't, I don't remember if it was you or if it was Sierra Magic that posted where she's got like dark hair and like she's got yeah you that can was see her tattoos. Yeah. I mean, she looks so young. Yeah, she's fifty. Yeah, I cannot um, believe I, it. I cannot believe right, it. right. But I mean, she could pull off. She's so with. one of my favorite actresses, and she, she is all the same reasons as Melisandre that I was talking about. She plays that sort of level tone, mm-hmm. understated. Like there's so there's so much depth in the dialogue, but she's not overacting. She never overacts it. It's just it sounds so natural every time she sort of plays that depth complex. Right. No, I'm not saying Morag is villainous, but but Morag is is complex, right? Multi layered. Kate Blanchett was in Thor, right? She was kind of like she the, was uh, Rag- antagonist. She was uh, um, Hera, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, just that Looked role, amazing. In that yeah, so, sold it for me. So uh, under underutilized, in my opinion. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I seem to have lost my list, but I believe next is Bridget. Bridge is the last one I have on my list. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This was this was a hard one for me. Um I think I got it. I think I got it. Maybe if this actress was a little younger, um, uh, although she still looks young to me, uh Jessica Beale, I think, could play yeah, Bridget. yeah. I I, see, I didn't I didn't know that you went with that choice. I didn't see that if you posted that somewhere. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, I haven't seen Jessica Bill in enough things, um, but the the couple things that I have seen her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like my choice. Uh, I went back to the the Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, You've been watching that show? Well, it's a movie, so I watched it one oh. time. But it, it's a movie. It is a movie. Yeah, <sighs> missing out. I guess it was a good movie. Um, but uh, she's also been in so many other things. When I looked at her IMDb, I could not believe how many 
pretty popular thing she's been in, but um, Jimma Chan, uh, okay. or him, I'm not sure if it's Himma or, or Jimma, uh, it's G-E-M-M-A, but she she looks incredible, but she, specifically in Crazy Rich Asians, she plays this rich person, yes, but she plays regality some of the best that I've seen in a long time. And that's what I, I feel with Bridget is uh, kind of with, kind of with Morag too, but Bridget to me just seems so regal and, mm-hmm. and almost floats above everyone else, you know? And, and, and honestly, uh, Jimmy Chan in, in crazy rich, rich Asians specifically sort of played that character to me that every time she came on screen, she was floating above everyone else. And she played that regality, and she played that royalty. Um, once again, with it was understated. It was it didn't feel over the top. And I just I love her as my choice for for Bridget. Yeah, I'm actually I, I didn't know who she was because obviously I've never seen that m- movie. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. is it's a movie. Yeah, it just came um, out last month. Okay, well, yeah. um, she she looks the part too. She really so. she really does the long hair. Uh, just like the long straight hair, um, mm-hmm. and she's gonna be uh, she's gonna be a leading role in uh, Captain Marvel coming up too. I'm excited to see her in that. Oh, okay, I I didn't know that. Yeah, once, nice. like like I said, uh, yeah, look her up on IMDb. She's got a lot of stuff. Uh, cool recent stuff. So that was a lot of fun to me. I, I really liked paring that down. Uh, but that nothing's um, gonna beat our Rex choice though. Like people, yeah at me okay nobody beats taryn edgerton it was my immediate casting yep they're both of ours yeah yeah immediately um and this is set to release in um 2044 so um look forward to it wow so everybody that we casted they're gonna look really good in their 60s oh shoot yeah we're gonna have a problem we're gonna have a problem (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do this again next time. I, I would say we could we could try to finally tackle our Zelda movie that we've been promising since the beginning of this podcast. But I mean, it was like what three characters to cast there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. That was a good sequence. Cool. That was a good sequence. Everybody, uh, if you weren't able to get in on the conversation, don't be afraid to join now. Um, Switch RPG uh, the Twitter is the one who posted originally, or you can just literally um you know tag me and geo in your choices if you love xenoblade chronicles 2 uh feel free to give your fan casting for that we'd love to we'd love to hear it i was gonna do shulk too just saying it was leonardo dicaprio that's the only the reason that's the way we would cast him is he would have to just scream we would have to see (laughs) what does it sound like if you scream because it doesn't sound, it doesn't matter what you sound like when you're just talking. That doesn't matter. Yeah. But you have to be able to yell Fiona. He yeah, he could do it. Leonardo DiCaprio. He does it in the <laughs> Revenant all the time. <laughs> oh wow. I like that. I like that. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna wrap us up. It this has been a marathon, but it's been fun. Look, we missed we missed a week. It's two weeks in the making. I like to think we made up for it, right? Uh, look, this was this was great. This was great. It's good to be back. Uh, back on a normal schedule uh, even though the direct should be coming later this week we weren't going to postpone this anymore I was chomping at the bit to be back so yep. 
as I was as well. Thank you so much for listening, if you're still here. And uh, thank you everyone who sent in questions and comments and feedback, side quests, everything's like that. Keep them all coming. Remember, you can uh, send in your emails uh, by filling out the form at switchrpg.com slash podcast. Uh, you can be, you can join the, our conversation on Discord at discord.switchrpg.com. And remember, you can catch the show each and every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app, including Spotify. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can head over to patreon.com slash switchrpg. Drop us a dollar or two if you want. Uh, if you're not able to, no worries, because you just being a part of our community, coming back each and every week and listening is just so amazing. Uh, we love to have you around. So uh, remember, you can uh, find all of your, you can fulfill all of your RPG needs on the, oh, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. You can head <laughs> over to switchrpg.com any time of the day or night for all of your RPG needs uh, for the Nintendo Switch platform until next week i'm going to be practicing that outro once more and play final fantasy 14 which is coming to nintendo switch it's going to be uh, announced at tgs you heard it here for first I, good night I, I hope i hope that's true uh snapple fact number 425 kangaroos cannot walk backwards goodbye thank you everybody